Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where it is a glorious 72 degrees here in New York City. God, can you hear me smiling as I say that? And we are all excited that fall seems to finally be upon us. Shout out to the woman on the subway who was actually wearing boots. A little early. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. <coughs> Excuse me. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network, and I say this wholeheartedly, on the beautiful fall-like Lower East Side, I am joined by Avrami. What's up, Avram? Boker Tov. How are you? I am well, sir. How are you? Thank God. Doing all right. How was your commute? It was uh, very good. Slept uh, the whole way. Etc. Enjoyed the. It was a little bit cool actually this morning I know, when I was walking lovely. in the city. Isn't it lovely? It was nice. Yeah. Well, so. you're not saying that wholeheartedly. I'm so excited that it's fall. Fall's the best. I like spring and summer. Sorry. I, you know why? Because you don't take the subway. Maybe. Yeah. When you when you yeah when you're commuting on the subway, it's not fun for anyone. Uh, folks, as Nachum has been mentioning in the morning uh, during JM and the AM, if you have not yet spent the day just being tuned into what we have going on on this network, I encourage you to choose today as the day that you do so. Choose any Thursday. Really, choose any day. And start with us in the morning and end with us in the evening and hear all we have to offer you on the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is easily downloadable, both for an iPhone and an Android uh, cell phone. And in addition, you can just go to your website, go to our website on your laptop, on your desktop, NahumSiegel.com. So check out what we have going on today. The live lunch will start at 11 o'clock, and I'm sure Nahum and I will be in rare form today. We are looking forward to that banter. Shout out to Ruvain Brick. I always appreciate when Ruvain gives us feedback, and he uh, plays his part with his emails during the live lunch. So shout out to Ruvain and to everyone else at B&H Photo. We want to thank everyone, actually, who also joined us Sunday at the Jewel Osco in Chicago. It was a fantastic show. We had a lot of fun. We thank everyone at Manischewitz who sponsored us that day, to Yassi Ostreicher and to Sarah Stromer, who helped coordinate everything on the Manischewitz end, and we appreciate their hard work. Also, a shout-out to our friends, our new friends at Jewel Osco. Actually, technically, it was the Jewel Osco in Evanston, Illinois, but uh, we thank Yaakov Yarmov and his team in Chicago. They're true professionals. It was really it was a really great experience. It was nice to partner with people who take their work so seriously. A shout out also to OKG Tech, who made sure that we were secure wirelessly. Um, and uh, to ZK's level of perfection, which is really, by the way, for those of you who don't know, it's a very high level of perfection. How per- perfect can perfect be? You got to ask ZK. So we thank everyone who made this a success. And to all of our listeners who were able to meet us and for us to meet you, thanks for making us part of your day. We appreciate your feedback and all of those of you who are listening already on the app. Shout out to everyone in Chicago. And to those of you who have already requested that we come to your backyard, hey, you never know. Season five is going to be exciting. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L. Wallach. Also, all one word. I'm just warning you that the fortune cookie, again, today was picked by Yoni. We've had uh, better luck when Yoni hasn't been around. No offense, Yoni. What? New season. New season. Yeah, well, I chose the fortune cookie last week while you were en route to Chicago, and it was masterful. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this. I'm going to give you this fortune cookie. I hope, I hope for season five we don't need someone new to be picking the fortune cookie. Here we go. All right, this is good. This is good. Success is a journey, not a destination. 
this is actually really nice. I, I, Yoni, you not only have you redeemed yourself with this one, but I actually may add it to my fortune cookie collection that I, yeah, winning, right? That I uh, tape onto my laptop, much to ZK's chagrin, but that's what I do. Anyway, we have some cool national holidays today. For those of us in the music industry, for those of us who love music, and for those of us who were children of the 80s, it is eight-track tape day. I know, I promise. <laughs> I know, how cool is that? It's a little scary that there's an eight-track tape day. Yeah, what do you want to say? I know you're smiling. My favorite eight-track was a Sesame Street eight-track that we used to play and play and play and play. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Yep. Why do I think that, well, first of all, the first A-track I ever saw was owned uh, by my aunt and uncle. They had, am I right that there were A-track players in cars or am I, am I? We didn't have one in our car. We had just in the house, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I, this could totally be wrong, but I have a vivid memory, which as you know, with my memory means absolutely nothing, but I have a vivid memory of a diaspora A-track being played in their house. I'm going to have to wait till the live lunch to ask Nahum this directly because he would know this. But And if not, we can be in touch with the rock and rabbi and ask him. Right. We can just call out from Rosenblum and ask him directly. Maybe we should do that. It's also Felt Hat Day. It's Google.com Day, which I did not know existed, but of course Google would have a day. It is uh, National Cheese Toast Day, which is fun. And it's also the International Day of Democracy. So shout out to all those of us who live in democratic countries. That's when Election Day should be, I think. Shouldn't Election Day be, or they move that to Election Day, or some, somehow those two should be intertwined. I think. Well, I'll tell you right now, with the current political situation in the United <laughs> States, I'm happy we have two more months before we got to make any decisions. If I had to vote today on the International Day of Democracy, it would be bad. Though, I, I think I've... Have I already announced who I'm voting for? I don't know. Is that something you would do, announce? Well, I've made it... Well... I, that's a good question. I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confer with Nahum before I make my announcement about who I'm endorsing. Yeah, I mean, you're a sum in the public eye. I don't know if you want to bring that upon yourself. That's true, know. but I do want to get this person more votes. Okay. All right, so we'll have to discuss <laughs> it. Anyway, our guest is on the line. Um, it, returning guest here to That's Life, Schiffer Klein of Joy of Kosher Magazine joins us because the new issue, the pre-Yuntif issue, is out. And good morning to you, Shifra. Good morning. So nice to be back. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. And um, again, the, my only complaint about the cover of Joy of Kosher, this, this uh, Yom Tov issue, is that the, the, uh, the cover that I voted for did not win again. No way. What did you vote for? Well, it, now I'm embarrassed to say because, you know, I, I, I'm going to put it aside, but it's becoming a track record, and I sort of feel like I need to now pick the one I like least because, you know, no matter what, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the guy who never won Color War in camp. You didn't want them on your team because you knew you weren't going to win. I'm that guy right now. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but I, I have to. Covers the lit. I mean, the, the honey whiskey cake on the cover is phenomenal. Yes, but I, so but, but I'm, going to be honest that I that now that I see the issue in now that I have the issue in hand, the the whole issue comes together with this cover. And to be very honest, I don't know if my cover would have done it. So I I think that the that the um, the democratic way in which this was in which this was uh, elected, so to speak, probably the, the masses were correct on this one. 
Well, thanks. I still am curious about your cover choice, but I guess we can talk about that another time. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that off the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the um, I find the issue to be in, uh, to be innovative and exciting, and presenting all of our holiday favorites in a different way. You know, with that modern spin, and you have this section called Modern Heimish. So I wondered. Because Avrami considers himself modern Heimish, by the way. He just pointed to himself. I, you're not here, so I just want you to know that. Um, I consider myself modern Orthodox, and Avrami's modern Heimish. Um, but but when, we, when you take on the responsibility of updating a classic, updating a fan favorite, are you ever concerned that you're going to be pushing the envelope a little bit too far and that your fans and your readers are going to come back to you and say, wait a minute, this doesn't work? Shifra? All right, I guess there was too much of a ramp up on that question. Let's try that again. Hold on one second. Let's get Shifra back on the line. Shifra? Hold on one second. Avrami's getting Shifra back on the line. Shifra, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Sorry. That's okay. Yes, so, I mean, definitely, um, you know, people, you know, when you when you push things a certain, to a certain extent, it's not going to be for everyone. But, um, you know, we wouldn't be in the business. Oh, one second. We lost Shifra again. We're going to try. She is en route. Yes, she was en route to the studio and... Because she hit traffic, we just because she hit traffic, we decided to go this route. So let's see if she is there. Uh, no, she is not there yet. Oh, one second. I'm pulling. I'm pulling over. Yeah, there you are, Shifra. Okay, yeah, maybe you want to pull yeah, over. <laughs> I'm gonna pull over officially, but um, yeah. Are you causing sorry traffic? Are you that? Are you that Waze car that's now on the side of the road that everyone's alerting everyone else that there's a car on the side of the road? <laughs> yeah, no, now I'm officially that car, yes. Yeah, so okay, all right, well. All is well. Exactly, um, okay, so you're pushing yes. the envelope and you wouldn't be in the business if? We wouldn't be in the business if we weren't doing that. I feel like the, the whole goal of doing the magazine is to introduce something new to the readers. And, you know, you don't have to do everything. You know, even we, we have the, the modern Hamish spin on Kasha Varnishka's. So Chef Isaac Bernstein of Pomegranate, instead of using traditional noodles, made his own bow tie noodles from buckwheat flour, which was so brilliant. But even when we wrote about it and introduced it, we said, totally, you know, we don't imagine most of our readers making the homemade buckwheat flour pasta, but it was just inspiring to see. And that whole process was really cool. No, I, I hear that completely. I also find that Chef Isaac at Pomegranate has this ability to extend our comfort levels in terms of, uh, you know, family favorite food dishes and say, okay, you can you can keep your 1950s dish, but I'm just going to update a little bit with this. And, and that, therefore, speaks to your goal. Exactly, exactly. And I have to say, for example, the kasha varnish goes work phenomenal, it's so good. He used duck fat to saute the, the vegetables and the roasted garlic. It was just beyond a real update, but really classic. So it's very exciting. No, it, it's, it, it looks great. And also the step-by-step on page 22 about how to make your own, um, your own pasta. Ma- it, he makes it look very easy. I got to be honest with you. 
Yeah, it was really funny because when we were chatting, when he was cooking, he said, my whole, my whole philosophy is to keep things simple and, you know, people shouldn't go crazy and just cook what you love. And, you know, it looks so easy. And I thought that it wouldn't be. And when I came home, I, you know, we test all the recipes before they're printed. Right. And I made all, the re- all of his recipes. They really were simple and easy. I'm like, oh, he wasn't exaggerating. In, excluding making your own pasta, which even he said, you know, you need to take some time to do that and have, like, you know, don't, don't have your kids in the kitchen when you're making the pasta. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but otherwise, his menu was really easily executed, I have to say. That is something so I... That is something I still have not done, is ever made my own pasta. I like the fact, by the way, that you refer to it as Kasha Varnishkis 2.0, as if to <laughs> yeah, as if to give it a little nod to the modernity and the updating, but not so far from home that it's 7.0. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. And then we also do, talking about the updates, we have the, the honey cake updates were also really fun. Yeah, we're gonna. I want to get to that with you in a second, okay. but I no. I just no. It's the the fact that you were working with the in house chef at Pomegranate speaks to me of a larger conversation that we've had before, but that I want to extend one step further, and I'll explain. We've discussed destination supermarkets in the New York area, the New York New Jersey area, places where you can get kosher food at a different level than we're used to in terms of what we were used to growing up, and beyond the basic level. And then we had as an opportunity last Sunday as a network to join Jewel Osco at in Chicago in Evanston, Illinois, for their kosher food fair that was going on within the store. And the store ma- and the um, the manager of Ethnic Foods is a gentleman named Yaakov Yarmov who spoke about this concept of a store within a store, how he wanted to build a kosher store within this greater supermarket. And it just spoke to me about between this pomegranate section and our experience on Sunday, how when we were growing up, there was a local butcher. There was a local food, you know, fish guy. There was a local, there was a local this, local that. And now our local association with food is so much bigger that the supermarket itself is our local butcher and our local fish guy. And that a chain like Jewel Osco, this massive chain has this store within a store and they've become the local whatever it is. So it just, the entire section in the magazine plus this experience really spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. It's fascinating to see the change. And like you said, you can go to your local, these big supermarkets, but you can go to the butcher section, and it's like your personal butcher. You can say, oh, I would like this specific cut of meat. Can you put this aside for me? And you got it, you know? So it's really, really amazing where kosher is going. Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I also noticed, and this is something you and I have discussed before because we are both um, fans of the Zahav cookbook um, by Michael Solomonov and um, this whole trend of Israeli cooking that has gone beyond kosher. Even non-kosher restaurants are trending Israeli foods as a from an ethnic 
uh, component because there's a flavor palette there that not only is incredibly pleasing and incredibly, you know, home, like gives you that homey feeling, but is just has this wide appeal. So I noticed that there is this Middle Eastern Israeli trend throughout the magazine, whether it's the inclusion of sumac or Ceylon or Pargiot, which are, again, like that 2.0 idea. Don't just use regular honey, use Ceylon. Don't just do this, do that and and yeah, exactly. and I see that throughout the entire magazine. Yeah, and it's really cool to see, like you said, how Israeli food, Middle Eastern ingredients are so trendy right now. And it's funny when you grow up with something. You know, we've been ha- eating tchina and hummus since we were like two, and it's nothing for us, but it's like the coolest thing now. And it's really, really amazing to see. So we had that whole hummus section, right? And it was so fun to do because all the different toppings and options that go with hummus was amazing. And we actually have, for this issue, I don't know if you've noticed, in the magazine we have um, certain recipes that we made videos for. I sure so did. So in the next week or two, we're going to be posting these really cool videos. So one of the things we did was a step-by-step of hummus, and then also we did, like, one of the toppings from the issue, which was really, really fun to do. It's fun to do those videos. That was a really fun project. No, I think I saw the videos and I and I've also noticed that in general, Joy of Kosher and their and your social media component uh, is is even is also like heightened to a different level. It is so important to meet your particular clientele, your customer on, on, on various levels. And so because food videos are incredibly hot and incredibly trendy and they're fun to watch, like, of course, why wouldn't you, and why wouldn't you offer those to your readers? And in addition, it just simplifies and demystifies whatever you're offering that that client in terms of a recipe. Like, you're afraid to make hummus? Don't be afraid. This is how you do it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that the funny thing about being a cook nowadays, a chef, actually, I feel like for the chef, it's so intimidating because, you know, for the average home cook, everything is coming to their kitchen. It's almost like they have, like, a culinary institute in their kitchen with magazines, with videos. I don't even know what what chefs are going to be able to do to impress people anymore, you know? That's interesting. That's a really funny thought, but you're right. Yes, yeah, like, you know, we're we're all pretty much cooking such gourmet, delicious food. We have all this um, these um, resources at our fingertips. So it's you know, that's also the challenge of doing a magazine. It's you know, what what can I do next? What can we do next to excite people and keep people interested in what we have to offer? Schiffer Klein of so Sorry, yeah. my apologies. No, I just wanted to give our listeners, anybody who's possibly joining us midstream, we are joined today by Joy of Kosher editor Shifra Klein. It's the Yom Tov issue that is out. If you go to your local supermarket and you or or book stands, I've seen them everywhere at this point, magazine stands, and you see this beautiful issue with this gorgeous honey cake on the front, you'll know that you have just picked up the Joy of Kosher Yom Tov issue. You were saying, I apologize. I could talk about it forever. So, <laughs> um, we, the, the most interesting article we did was the story on Afghanistan. Uh, I was going to get there, but I'm so happy oh, you brought it up. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm so happy you brought it up because when we talk about one of the things that we talk about here at the network, and I know I've discussed this with you in terms of upcoming projects that we're that we have on on 
that we have brewing, so to speak, is bringing other destinations or bringing far out destinations to our listeners because we know everybody's not going to get there. So at least let them experience it with us. And that's the way I felt about kosher in Afghanistan is that, yeah, I'm not going to Afghanistan. I'm just not. We we don't recommend anyone go there. (laughs) (laughs) But, but tell me about that section. So, um, this was inspired. I have a neighbor, a friend, a neighbor who, um, whose mother was born in Afghanistan, and she had just mentioned the story, and I was like, it's so fascinating. You know, growing up Jewish in Afghanistan, growing up religious in Afghanistan, and then also the food. Like, that's something that the food of Afghanistan, like, when have you eaten Afghani food that's kosher? Right. So it was just a fascinating article to research and to write about. The food was so, like homey and comfort food, but like a little bit exotic, very similar to Persian food and Indian food, which was really interesting, which is, you know, that's because of the location. And really it was just the, the most, it was inspiring. It's like this time of year, it's inspiring to see how Jews everywhere have this like, you know, the similar customs and traditions everywhere, no matter where you are or where you're from or how little contact you have with other Jews. So that's what was so interesting about it. The stories of, like, you know, keeping kosher and, you know, keeping the Jewish customs alive and traditions. It was really inspiring. Very amazing. And the food was delicious. Now, the food, first of all, the food looks great. It also, there were, I, I'm, I'm not saying this to be funny, but there are a number of gluten-free options in this section. And as a person who has been gluten-free for, you know, just a number of months now, but really strives to just alter the cooking in, in, in her home, I found that also inspiring is that this was not something that was going to, that, that wasn't going to be um, adaptable to me. It's more than adaptable. It's already ready. Yeah, totally. I didn't even think that it was gluten-free. You're right. See, Most I'm paying attention to what you're free. doing. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I will be honest. I cannot pronounce any of the names of these. <laughs> well, we run explanations for all of them, but right, yeah, but there really are no cool. right, there are no pronunciation keys in how to properly say any of this. But, but there. Are certain- did you see the chia drink? Wasn't that interesting? Yes. So they were drinking chia in you know the 1960s in Afghanistan. Chia was like totally something everyone was drinking right so i i am i'm not a smoothie person i'm not like that's not i'm not even a milkshake person so that's right yeah like water and seltzer and coffee are as far as we go so uh but i'm looking at this and just the picture watching this it is a drink on page 46 called uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna totally embarrass myself with this bolengu or is it bolenju I think it's Bolangu, yeah. Okay, Bolangu, and it is a it is a drink that is a combination of water and lime juice and rose water and chia seeds, black yeah. chia seeds, and you and you obviously you follow the directions, but then you have this very dramatic photograph of what this drink looks like, and I I, I mean I, I imagine you tasted it. Yeah, we tasted it. It's, it was very, it was really, it was really like a clean taste, but the rose water gave that Middle Eastern feel. Right. And kudos to our photographer, Ruby Leader, because that was a good shot, no? Oh, yeah. I love that shot. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is a powerful, that is a powerful shot. I, I, 
Yeah, that is a powerful shot. It's it's pretty cool. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left. I, I, I wanted to get to your honey cakes because we do want to talk about that updated honey cake option. Yeah, they, those were so fun. Melissa Kay of Little Miss Cakes um, shared her, her cakes. I love the honey cake crumb donuts or cake donuts that they were so good and different, but like still so traditional. That was amazing. And then the cover photo. I mean, like, you know a recipe is good when the food stylist takes, like, a chunk home. The photographer took a chunk home. <laughs> so that was really, yeah, they were, like, all packing up the cake to go. Right, that's cool. So that's a really cool recipe. I remember as a kid that when my mother made honey cake, there was strong coffee in it. I, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of recipes, traditional recipes, use coffee or tea. Is that what it is? It is it's it's coffee. I mean, what what did that bring to the? I, I I never understood it. Like, what was that? It was supposed to. I I don't know. Well, first of all, I think it adds it adds a rich color to the cake. Okay. And I think it also adds like a certain depth of flavor. Like, there's a certain bitterness that, like you know, that earthiness that goes with honey cake. Although our recipes are are updates, so our recipes don't have that. You know, we have a, it's a little bit different, so it's not the traditional honey cake. But yeah, most most traditional recipes pull for coffee or tea. Well, we only have a few minutes left. I want to just give you a shout out. The recipe guide on the back page where you can look at the different options and you're quickly directed like any other index of a book or a catalog or whatever to where that you can go for that picture and for that recipe is a genius addition to the to the to the magazine. Thanks. I'm happy you liked it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I really, I really like it. And also, huge shout out to Los Angeles. I know that the there's a spread on travel in Los Angeles. Do you know that my favorite restaurant in the entire world is in Los Angeles, and it's not what you think? I, I can't. I'm, I'm so curious. What is it? It's, fi- it's fish grill. Fish grill. Okay, we included that. Okay. Yeah, I saw it. Because let me it's tell you something. Great, it's a great one. I love the, the location in Malibu. Yo, oh. we gave that shout out. Yeah, it's so, that it's so beautiful. To sit it there. is. It's absolutely beautiful, and it is the freshest fish in the entire world. And I remember we took our kids in January and you know you take little kids into a fr- fish restaurant and they want to know what kind of pasta there is and I said no <laughs> yeah that's right. right so I said there is pasta I'm like but you need to try the fish and everyone had fish that day yeah it's just really phenomenal well this was a great great issue Schiffer Klein of Joy of Kosher Magazine remind everyone remind everyone how they can get their copy so you can get it in your local supermarket but you can also go online at joyofkosher.com forward slash subscribe and um, we actually have an Apple Core gift in honor of Rosh Hashanah. So whoever subscribes gets a free gift. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Um, are you guys also part of the um, the Joy of Kosher potential cook-off op- um, challenge for uh, Kosher Fest? Yeah, that's right. Um, anybody who wants, it's actually a really fun contest. Whoever wants can make like a really, you know, basic home video of their favorite recipe and submit it to Joy of Kosher um, on the website. And then you have a chance to win an opportunity to come to Jamie at Kosher Fest. But there's also tons of prizes that come along with it. So it's really fun, even just for the prizes. That is... So you can check it out at joyofkosher.com. It's really fun. Cool. Exciting. Joyofkosher.com. Everyone check that oh, out. Are you going to send 
the video? Yeah, see, a, li- a little bit I'm tempted. I have to be honest. <laughs> Why? You should. You really should. It would be really nice. Uh, uh, I'm, trust me, I'm very much thinking about it. But we'll talk about this and which cover photo I really picked <laughs> off the air. Schiffer Klein, thank you very much. Shana Tova to you and to Shlomo and to the kids. Thank you. My Thank pleasure. You. You've been listening to That's Live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So Nahum has been um, highlighting this CD that came out. That Ding was on this week about It's called I Remember That. It has everything from Benji Was a Soldier to Puff the Magic Dragon. I mean, it's got real great favorites on there. And we're going to close with, I mean, if you haven't danced to this song at a bat mitzvah in the 80s, you haven't lived. So as we're going through the lineup for the rest of the day, you can hear Yesh Lanu Taish in the background, again, off of this CD called I Remember That. You hear that? Does that sound familiar? It should, except to Amrami, because... Avrami didn't dance this at a bat mitzvah. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect and what to look forward to and, of course, what not to miss. After That's Life is over, the live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Do not miss JM in the AM tomorrow morning. Malcolm Holine joins Nachum for the weekly update scheduled at 7.40 a.m. And then, of course, Naomi Nachman with Table for Two starts at 9 a.m. And then Sunday morning, oh, sorry, Saturday Night Siegel with Avrami, Matze Shabbos, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock it is, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Don't miss that. And then Sunday morning, JM Sunday with Matis, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. The man has yet to miss a show. We are very proud of him. He makes us all look bad, but he is the best. Anyway, that's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Wallet. Coming up next, live lunch with me, Nahum Siegel, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.